Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Wednesday, August 23rd. It's debate night in America. Eight Republican presidential candidates have qualified to hit the debate stage for the very first GOP primary debate of the 2024 presidential election. We are going to break down what you should be watching for. I'm here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, the site of the first Republican presidential debate, one year from when Republicans will gather here again next summer to nominate their presidential candidate for the 2024 election. Wisconsin was no accident when Republicans chose to have the first debate here. It will prove to be one of the most consequential battleground states. And how each Republican performs on the stage tonight will begin their journey to try and overtake the dominant frontrunner in this race, former President Donald Trump. Who will be center stage? Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy. They are the highest polling candidates not named Trump. Next to Governor DeSantis, If you're looking at the stage, as you look to his left, you'll see Vice President Mike Pence, followed by former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie and former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson. Next to Vivek Ramaswamy, if you're looking at the stage to his right, you'll see former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, followed by South Carolina Senator Tim Scott, followed by North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum. Maybe. Here's the thing. Doug Burgum went to play pickup basketball with his campaign staff last night here in Milwaukee and injured himself. And it is not clear if he is going to be able to participate in tonight's debate. He's now on crutches. My colleague Dana Bash has more reporting on what happened and how serious his injury is. A source tells me that last night that North Dakota governor suffered a high-grade tear to his Achilles. He did it while playing pickup basketball with his staff. The injury required a trip to the emergency room, and now Burgum is using crutches to walk. My source describes Burgum as a lifelong athlete. Translation, he's not a stranger to pain. He remains focused on the debate, and gutting it out tonight is a serious consideration. As for Donald Trump, he'll be at home in Bedminster, New Jersey. He, as you know, has made the calculus that his lead is so extensive in this race that he doesn't want to afford any of his opponents the chance to take pot shots at him. He thinks there's only downside for him showing up on the debate stage, so he's chosen to skip. Now, part of that may also be his current relationship with Fox News, which is strained to say the least. So what is he doing? Well, he's counter-programming. He sat down at his Bedminster home with former Fox News host Tucker Carlson. They recorded an interview that is going to be broadcast on X, formerly known as Twitter, at about precisely the same time, 9 p.m. Eastern, that the debate on Fox is scheduled to start. Here are some possible things to look for tonight as you are keeping score and watching the debate. It is possible you're going to see some candidates throw some elbows at Donald Trump for not showing up on the debate stage. What I think is less possible is a lot of candidates looking to take on Donald Trump or frontally attack him as it relates to his four indictments and the 91 felonies he's been accused of. One exception to that, of course, is Chris Christie, the former New Jersey governor, who 
is eager to take Trump on, even if he's not on the stage. He was on Newsmax yesterday, and he was asked whether this election is already over, given Trump's lead in the polls. I hardly think the race is over. And so we're going to let this play out. Uh, and I think the big loser in tomorrow night's debate has already been determined. And it's Donald Trump, because he didn't have the guts or the respect to show up on that stage and Governor, defend his record Governor, and advocate Governor. for the future of America. One of Donald Trump's top allies on Capitol Hill, Congressman Matt Gates of Florida, who is appearing here in Milwaukee as a surrogate for the Trump campaign, even though the candidate's not participating, he was on News Nation, and he talked about how Trump is not going to the debate because he's trying to keep his focus on the general election. Well, President Trump would do nothing but platform people who have no real likelihood to become president. Now, Donald Trump's focused on beating Joe Biden. And uh, if you get on stage with people who are at, you know, one, two percent that, that I mean, poor Mike Pence is like clinging to the debate stage, um, you know, for his political life. Uh, all President Trump would do there would have people tune in to see him and would be uh, dis disrupted by those other candidates. So President Trump, I think, has got some alternate programming in mind and folks who are interested in his message will be able to tune into that without having to uh, endure whatever mumblings from Chris Christie are going to be uttered. Asa Hutchinson, the former Arkansas governor who will be on the debate stage, told CNN today he thinks Trump's legal issues are taking up a lot of space. Every appearance he has in court, every hearing, every filing overshadows everything else. And so, sure, and that's the reason that uh, it's not fair to the voters to have four criminal cases pending against you and you can't even attend a debate. Also, how can you effectively lead uh, whenever you have those distractions? Mike Pence, Donald Trump's former running mate, will be on the stage today. And when CNN's Abby Phillip asked Pence's former chief of staff, Mark Short, who's a current campaign advisor to the former vice president, whether or not Pence will be critical of Trump, Short said his resume will do most of the talking. I think that he's been pretty clear and straightforward to the American people about what his role was. He's, it's been featured prominently in his book, and I think that there's probably a different role for everybody you know, at that stage. I think for him, he's been a congressman, he's been a CEO of a state, he's advised the president in a situation room. He has enormous experience on a national debate stage, and so I think you'll see that experience come through. But I think running for president, you know, it, it's sort of like a full-body CAT scan, and everything is scrutinized. I think you've seen that scrutiny over Ron DeSantis the last couple of months. As for that scrutiny on DeSantis that you heard Mark Short refer to there, well, DeSantis's team expects to be taking the bulk of the attacks tonight. He is in that second place position, and therefore he is the top candidate in the polls on this debate stage without Trump. Here's what he told Fox News. We'll be ready. I mean, I think that uh, with Donald Trump not being there, I don't think it's any secret that I'm going to be probably the guy that people are going to come after him. As for advice for these candidates and what they should do with this moment, former Republican Wisconsin Governor Scott Walker, who is no stranger to a presidential primary debate, he was in the race early on in the 2015-2016 race. He had this advice to offer when he was on CNN earlier today. Forget about the consultants, forget about the DC insiders, forget about the pundits. Be as bold as you were to get you there in the first place. If you're a governor, if you're a senator, you're a business person, go out and do the things that got you on this platform. Be as bold or bolder than you've ever been before. My mistake was listening to consultants who told me to run on my record. That's not enough. You've got to capture the attention of those primary voters, not only here inside the Pfizer Forum, but the millions more who'll be watching at home. 
He also said he thinks that if DeSantis leans into his bold record as Walker sees it, he believes that can help correct some of the mistakes that have marked his campaign thus far. He's got a big, bold record. A lot of people look at what happened in Florida, look at his reelection, see a lot of positives there. But the reminder as a governor to governor is you're not running for election to be the nation's governor. You're running to be president. So you've got to escalate things. You've got to raise it to a whole new standard. You've got to talk about the, not just the things that you did, but the things you're going to do going forward. I think he can have that kind of breakthrough moment. I think he has to have that breakthrough moment if he's going to continue to be viewed as the most viable alternative to President Trump. As for the other candidate at center stage, Vivek Ramaswamy, he's clearly running to be the next generation of Trump, Trump 2.0, if you will. And he is the one that is most likely to get out there and defend Donald Trump. In fact, he's already said he would pardon Donald Trump for any federal crimes that he committed as a president if he were to win the 2024 election. Ramaswamy's been posting videos of him doing burpees at the gym as he preps for the debate. And he's been appearing relentlessly on various podcasts, cable TV shows, and the like, which is all not only to get attention and name recognition and boost him in the polls, but also serves as good debate prep. As my colleague Caitlin Collins pointed out on her show in a fact check, Ramaswamy has been facing serious criticism here for tiptoeing right up to sounding like a 9-11 truther at times. And so how much Ramaswamy wants to flirt with the sort of conspiracy theory space as part of his quest to overtake the Trump mantle inside the Republican Party will likely be on display tonight and will have impact for his campaign going forward, no doubt. Nikki Haley, Tim Scott have very unique biographies and stories to tell. I'm sure they will seek out opportunity after opportunity on the debate stage to do that, to introduce themselves to this broader national audience. And that is the mission. Most Republicans are just beginning to tune into this process. This is a golden opportunity for these candidates, not named Trump, to show why they should be the singular alternative. One note of caution, though. Because of Donald Trump's surrender in Georgia tomorrow, as planned, any opportunity here is going to be squashed for a big free media fundraising boost of a really positive debate performance. And that really puts a wrench in the works for many of these campaigns. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.